A quick note. This episode is partially centered around the Comcac people, an indigenous people who live in Sonora, in Mexico, and who are often referred to as the Seri people, even though that is not the name that they call themselves. Many of the sources around the piece we are looking at, as well as the artist herself, predominantly use the name Seri. We will do the same only when discussing those historical perspectives. Elsewhere, we will use the name Komkak. This episode also contains references to colonialism and oppression when discussing the history of the Komkak and other indigenous peoples, though never in explicit detail. Please take care of yourself while listening to Accession. Finally, the words from Graciela Iturbide in this episode come from interviews that she did in Spanish and have been left in Spanish. Their translation can be found in the transcript on our website. Without further ado, welcome to Accession. Today, we were going to be at the Phoenix Art Museum in Phoenix, Arizona, looking at an incredible collection of photographs by the artist Graciela Iturbide. But in the time since I went there last summer, the exhibit has closed. The beautiful thing about photography, though, is that it is incredibly replicable. Prints of Iturbide's work exist in galleries around the world, in beautifully glossy art books that you can find in your library, and we've even collected our favorites on the website. So, one way or another, find a collection of Iturbide's work, a place where you can get lost in the world of her gelatin silver prints, And when you find that collection, you'll almost certainly find the subject of today's episode. Iturbide's Mujer Angel, Desierto de Sonora. The Angel Woman of the Sonoran Desert. Sigue. Quiero tomar una foto. No entiendo qué me hace sacar una foto. Cuando aprietas el gatillo de la cámara, quizás se resume en tu intuición todo lo que has aprendido y tu imaginación, sin por ello falsear la realidad. She stands tall angled forward, her skirt trailing behind her, looking over the vast Sonoran desert in front of her, with a posture that, as Iturbide described it, makes it look como si pudiera volar hacia el desierto. Her hand and hair are entwined and anchored into the crevice between two rocks on the side of a hill giving the viewer a sense of the connection she has with the land, 
as if the triangle made by her arms outstretched is another mountain rising out of the desert, like the ones on the distant horizon. As if her black hair tussled in the desert wind is the same as the soft black petals on the flowers that sway just out of focus in the foreground. Even the folds of her skirt and their very subtle gradient of grays echo the subtle gradient in the grays of the clouds in the sky above. Her connection to the land is one story, part of the truth of this photograph. She is the Muher Angel, the angel woman of the Sonoran Desert. But then, just there in her hand, is a boombox. An item that seems like it should be out of place, yet somehow fits. And it in no way contradicts the truth of her connection to nature. It merely complements it, complexifies it. It questions the truth we think we've seen, and reassures us of it. Because a woman in a flowing skirt on the edge of an escarpment who looks as if they could fly off into the desert, it's a wonderful story. But who in telling that story, who in staging that photograph, would think to put a boombox in the woman's hand? It has to be true. And this is one of the things that gets lost when we talk about the great photographers. Because the camera is such a scientific process, we think that what we see must be the truth, reality. Then when we go on to defend the artistic genius of the photographer, we praise their ability to take raw truth and sculpt it into a story, a space, a subject, a photographer's keen eye. We can think of Ansel Adams telling a story with a mountain's sheer edge, or Dorothea Lange telling a story with the face of a forlorn mother and the hidden faces of her children. But that kind of narrative will miss Graciela Iturbide entirely. Because she isn't showing us stories built out of the truth. She's showing us the truth, built out of stories. So as we talk about these stories, I urge you to walk around, or flip through the pages of your book. If you're reading the transcript on our website, I've posted a number of her images to look at as you follow along. El lugar... Before we can tell the story of a Day, or the stories of the subjects of her photographs, we first have to tell the story of the place. Day is not afraid of letting the space around her subjects interact with her subjects. She never works to isolate or separate them. Just look at how often nature finds its way into her photographs. A flock of birds swarm around a telephone wire, a man balancing a dog on his hand, or a woman with a crown made out of iguanas. 
She photographs her subjects against the desert, amidst the plains, in their homes and their cities, on the streets where they live and work every day. Stained concrete floors, cracked stucco walls, fading murals, torn fences, all with stories of their own that Iturbide does nothing to hide. Nor should she. Es más importante conocer los mundos a donde voy. Es tan atractivo este conocimiento que la fotografía casi pasa a segundo término. Al sacar una foto, sucede algo muy distinto a cuando estás documentándote sobre ese mundo. Iturbide knows that the story of a person told by a photograph is composed both of who they are and where they are. La gente... Spend any amount of time with the Turbidae's photographs, and you'll know the stories of some of the most interesting people you've never met. Take, for instance, Magnolia. During Iturbide's time amongst the Zapotec, one of Mexico's many indigenous peoples who live in the state of Oaxaca, she met a mushi named Magnolia. In Zapotec culture, a mushi is a person who was assigned male at birth, but wears femme clothing and acts in ways traditionally associated with women. This is a widely accepted and celebrated third gender among the Zapotec, but it's not to be confused with the transfemme or non-binary identities you may be familiar with. In these photographs, we see Magnolia both how she wants to be seen and as a representative of the story of Mushi identity, but neither one holds more of the space than the other. And that's entirely because of the time Iturbide spent talking to Magnolia and listening to her story. When Iturbide was commissioned to collect ethnographic photos of groups like the Zapotec, she put in the time and work to get to know the people. She would live with them, talk to them, listen to them, learn from them, and ultimately earn their trust before she ever took a photograph. That work and dedication shows itself in every photo Iturbide takes, be it a young girl going through a coming-of-age ceremony, a group of cholos in East L.A., or a Zapotec mushi named Magnolia. Candid or posed, Iturbide took the time to listen and hear the stories she was set to photograph. Iturbide's subjects are being shown both how they are and how they want to be seen, and she lets those two stories overlap naturally. Lo importante es el cruce entre la intuición y la disciplina, porque hay que estar atento y a la vez ser invisible. El ojo debe estar atento y captar muy rápidamente todo lo que traes dentro. No sé cómo explicarlo. La labor del fotógrafo es sintetizar, hacer una obra poética y fuerte a partir de lo cotidiano. Iturbide knows that the story a photographer gets to show is as much one that is freely given as it is one spontaneously discovered.
fotógrafa. It's not enough to let the place and setting of a photograph interact with your subjects. It's not enough to listen and learn and respect and love the people you are photographing. You must also have a photographer, a vessel through which all those things flow. And no photographer is neutral. Con la cámara, tú interpretas la realidad. La fotografía no es la verdad. El fotógrafo interpreta la realidad y, sobre todo, construye una realidad propia de acuerdo a sus conocimientos o sus emociones. Sin la cámara, ves el mundo de una manera y con la cámara, de otra. Por esta ventana estás componiendo, incluso soñando con esta realidad. Como si a través de la cámara se estuviera sintetizando lo que tú eres y has aprendido del lugar. Entonces, haces tu propia imagen. Estás interpretando. Al fotógrafo le sucede lo mismo que al escritor. Le resulta imposible obtener la verdad de la vida. Iturbide knows that she is not independent from her photographs. Her story has to be a part of the truths being built. So as you wander through the many photographs she's taken, slowly find your way back to where we started. The Muher Angel. And we will hear how the stories of the place, of the people, of the photographer, of the woman, and of the boombox overlap in this image. The story starts long ago. For many, many years, the wind and sun, by erosion and rain, slowly carved out a region that would one day be called the Sonoran Desert. And in that region, there were people. Many different people, of different cultures and backgrounds, one of whom called themselves Wakomkak. In the heat of the Sonoran Desert, these people fished the Gulf of California and farmed the land and thrived. But then, other people arrived in the region. People who called themselves Spanish and Mexican and American. People who wanted the land that the Comcac had always called their home. The Comcac who were incorrectly called the Seri people by the Spanish and the Mexican and the Americans, did everything they could to hold on to their culture and their language. They survived ruthless massacres, foreign diseases, and generations of desert wind and external pressure trying to erode their culture into sand. They held on, And they survived. But more than just surviving, even in the face of oppression, they continued to fish, they continued to farm, and they continued to thrive. Eventually, an agency was created that called itself the Ethnographic Archive of the National Indigenous Institute of Mexico. 
that thought it was important for the culture of the people, who they still incorrectly called the Seri, to survive. Or, at least, to be archived. And so, in 1978, they commissioned Graciela Iturbide to take photographs of the Seri people, as a means of doing just that. Now, from our perspective today, with a limited understanding of the specific details of history, but our broader understanding of the trends of history, it's hard not to see the motivations of the ethnographic archive of the National Indigenous Institute of Mexico as some ill-conceived colonial notion of preserving the culture of a people who they believed were disappearing. But from the same perspective, looking through the thousands upon thousands of photographs that Aturbide took, it's clear that her motivations were very different. For Aturbide, the Comcac and the Zapotec and the people she photographed were just that. People. People with lives. People with homes. People whose lives and homes had been incredibly complicated by systems of colonization and oppression, and who found a way to continue on. And in those people, and those places, Iturbide found the truth. The truth that she wanted to show the world. The truth that she knew needed to be told. And so, she did just that. She lived with the people in Punta Checa. She talked to them. She listened to them. She learned from them. She earned their trust. And eventually, she photographed them. And after having lived with them for a year, she and a group of women decided to go on a hike to a cave that was covered in the paintings of the Komkak people. One of these women carried with her a boombox that she had traded for with some Americans so that she could listen to Mexican radio. And in that moment, Iturbide saw the overlap of all those stories. Saw the woman walking ahead of her. Saw her holding on to the land. Saw her holding on to the boombox saw her holding on to her culture, saw her looking out over the vast Sonoran desert, dreamed of this reality, and... Sigue. Quiero tomar una foto. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Accession. This episode was written and produced by T.H. Ponders, with production and script editing by Anna O'Daniel. The voice of Graciela Iturbide was Ria Kowo. 
The Spanish version was translated by Melissa Palfero and narrated by Claudio Benancio. A complete transcript of both the Spanish and English versions of the piece can be found on our website at accession.fm. And a special thanks to Will and Zach, who hosted us when we were in Phoenix. This episode features music by Blue Dot Sessions and bird sounds from xenocanto.org. Our season two art was made by the incomparable V. Silverman. Our theme music is played by Mike Harmon with recording and production from Casey Dawson. Accession is produced by T.H. Ponders and Anna O'Daniel. Our executive producers for this season are Charles Gustine and James Oliva. We have a lot in store for you this summer as Accession Homeward continues. Until then, you can find us on social media at Accession FM and can find the show notes, pictures of the art, transcripts, and so much more on our website at accession.fm. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.